Sean, Opie and Andy were on the bank of the lake fishing and, you know, not having much luck and, and uh, we're going to try something different. And Andy put this, uh, some peas on the end of his line and cast out. And Opie said, Pa, don't you think the other other fishermen are going to know what's happening if we catch all these fish with these with these peas? He said, son, do you ever think podcasting's going to become a thing? Famous last words. Oh, I'm gonna, sorry, I, Bill. That's I'm, horrible. I'm going to work on that. <clears throat> you know, he hey, was, folks, you know, here's Bill trying out his jokes. <laughs> he, he's going to be using peas as bait and, and the pod, peas in the pod, and they're going to cast the pods. They're going to call it podcasting. I could see the wheels of your mind were turning on that one. He doesn't ever – but little did he know, his podcasting did indeed become a thing, just not what he thought was going to be a thing. Podcasting yeah. is really on your brain, isn't it? It's on we my brain. We were just recently in oh. Dallas for the biggest podcast convention in the world. In the world, my brain was smoking. I was sitting in seminars that <laughs> I had. Not only were our drinks smoking, but our brains uh, were smoking. That's exactly right. We'll have to explain that later. A lot of smoke going on in Dallas, you know. But, I, yeah, I was like – it was like sitting in a class where I'm like, I don't understand the equations, but I'm going to sit here and act like I – and take some notes and act like I know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, and we appreciate you all uh, tuning in as we are going on developing through our process of doing this podcast. We're all the way up to episode 45. 45. And uh, we just we, – we love doing it. We're going to keep doing it. We wanted to learn more about it. That's why we went to the convention to, to see how we could keep improving and growing you all as Ma- an audience. Many yeah. of the attendees could have been my grandchildren. <laughs> oh, yeah. We were definitely in the old minority. Old minority. You know, we've got to keep those synapses firing. Yeah. We the went, growing. We went to the, the, the Wondery party at, at, at a club on the first night when oh, we still goodness. had energy. and. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I've forgotten. You know, clubbing takes takes effort, and it's energy. Not, yeah, we we didn't last very long. Plus, the the cocktails were free and large, yeah, and I would not have done well. I would not have. You know, you almost. You know, I had to pull. I didn't pull you away from an oncoming car. I apologize <laughs> for, for that. It's like, dang, I'm gonna miss her. <laughs> Oh, Can my I goodness. do this podcast on my own? Yeah. I don't think so. Right. Good thing she didn't get hit. Yeah. Anyway, that was cool. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> and um, well, let's go ahead and mention this. We we met a lot of really cool people there, and one of them we met was from Louisiana. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. His name's yep. Craig. Craig Van Vinslake. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he does a podcast, and uh, we've listened to to some of it, and mm-hmm. we wanted to mention him. Live well and flourish, mm-hmm. and it's yeah, I really enjoyed it. You know, it's it it it's very soothing, and the intent is really genuine, and I really enjoyed it. I'm gonna listen to more actually. Yeah, so and you can find it. Just go to livewellandflourish.com. He has topics. The one I listened to, the the most recent one was on moral dilemmas, and so he has topics on old philosophy and psychology. Yeah. Mental health improvement. He yeah. interviews people, mm-hmm. has a has a wonderful voice and uh, gives advice, you know. Right. And so it, it, it's it's pretty cool. So if you all are interested in any of that, livewellandflourish.com. Yeah. And Craig, if you're listening, thanks for sitting at our table for breakfast. Yeah. You, it's great making connections. Yeah. yeah. I really enjoy that. Yeah. People we would have never otherwise met. No. So. No. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of horrible at networking. I mean, I will go up and talk to some people, but – it's it's not in my yeah, wheelhouse. My really. high my high school insecurities <laughs> kick in. Like, are they going to like me? Are they going to talk to me? 
kind of sit at the cool table. Right. So we yeah. are at episode 45. I'm Sean. I'm Bill. <laughs> Let, lest, we, lest we not introduce ourselves. <laughs> We're at the uh, Rural Oklahoma Museum of Poetry. We do this podcast every week. This is a very interactive low-tech museum, and people write uh, poems and sayings and phrases and letters and yep. all kinds of things, and they leave them here and we pick one of them to to talk about in this podcast. You know what was interesting, Sean, at the at the convention when we would explain our situation. We're a poetry podcast. <laughs> it takes a while to explain well, it, <laughs> and they and and they try to look interested, you know. But I, but <laughs> yeah. I think that but I think that when they realize that that it's a, it, it's a podcast that will inject humor and be sort of yeah. odd, yeah, it really. Uh, got some interest, and I think they realized that there's a, a niche for this yeah, in yeah. the podcast world. I think so, yeah. And, and, and it seemed to be something that was really out of the ordinary and, and very unique. Yeah. So we, I think you're, we do have a few new listeners. I'm you're hoping. right. I mean, poetry, you say that word, and some people just, uh, you know, a lot of people just automatically start tuning you out. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's like the people that stopped here. I think I mentioned this before. They stopped here at the museum one day and walked in, and they were like, we just had to stop the rural Oklahoma Museum of Pottery. Man, we we check this out, and I'm <laughs> like, oh pottery. well, it's poetry, and they're like, oh, yeah, we thought it was <laughs> pottery. <laughs> I couldn't even we were, convince them to look around. We were wondering what, what kind of clay you use in this area. <laughs> so yeah, you have to go beyond. We're a poetry podcast, and and go beyond that to we want to we want to talk about poetry it's important in our lives and it's important in everybody's lives whether they know it or not but what we do we want to be we mm-hmm. want to be entertaining we, we want to be different we want your ear and mm-hmm. we want you to have fun with us so. yeah cool. because i think when you laugh and when you when you when you can giggle and laugh and chuckle i laugh a lot in this podcast <laughs> well i think i do you know and i'm i'm so odd you know and, and often unintentionally so um that you're I odd think, i'm even <laughs> i think that gets people's attention when you laugh you're kind of you it draws you in Mm-hmm. You know, there's something about that that kind of engages you. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, yeah, cool. if I make you laugh, I'm happy about it. Yay! Let me know. Yeah. Um, so the the point we're talking about today is is several years old. I actually think I know who wrote it, but I'm not sure, and I didn't even. I could have checked, you know, with them and and to find out for sure, and I didn't. Okay. So I think I know, but I want to say their name because I'm not sure. Okay. Because I was going to ask you, I thought, is this one of your sisters or you? No, Are you trying no. to trick me again? No. Okay. It's somebody who visited the museum way back in the day. Yes, because I, I noticed the clue there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Way back in the day. So this poem is probably eight or nine years old. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty And poem. it's on a piece of autograph book paper, which I don't think you can tell from the picture. If you go to wackypoemlife.com or if you're listening to us from there, you can see the picture. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I've had exhibits and we still have an exhibit on autograph book poetry. And yeah. So she took one of those blank pages and wrote it on there. Nice. And I wonder if it seems, I wonder how spontaneous it was because it seems very, uh, you know, well written to be a spontaneous Well, just if, if the person I think wrote it, wrote it, she's a poet. Oh, so she was spontaneous, <laughs> yeah. as, as you have done. Well, shall I read the yes, poem? Yes, please. Okay. On, on my way to Tahlequah, down these dusty red dirt roads, forgotten in the rush and the busy, I collect a pocket full of treasure, a rusting blue whale, five-minute fried chicken, the machine shop turned museum, a string of memories for this girl who can't remember. Yeah. Lovely. It is. Lovely. Yeah. 
It's got some some great imagery and alliteration and Certainly. metaphor and yeah. all in just how one two three four five six seven, nine lines. And her treasure is not necessarily uh, little trinkets in her pocket because, if I understand correctly, a resting blue whale might be the blue whale on Highway sixty six <laughs> in right. Catoosa, Route sixty six, where you can walk whale. in the mouth, walk back to the tail, and you know, look at the. At the pond and the fish, and, the, and you won't uh, be swallowed. And you won't be swallowed like Jonah, <laughs> but uh, um, it's it, it's a landmark. It's a it's a Highway Definitely. 66 landmark, and yeah. it's well known and well documented and well painted and illustrated. Mm-hmm. And five minute fried chicken must be around somewhere also. Yeah, I'm not sure where that is. The machine shop turned museum is your yes, that's is the your, museum. Your original. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was my dad's machine shop, right? And I asked him one day if I could turn it into a museum, poetry museum. And he said, Why not? Yeah. And and, uh, yeah. So you're right. The treasure is memories. Memories. But see, that's a really neat um, metaphor as far as I'm concerned. You've got a pocket full of memories. A pocket full. Because mm-hmm. that's, mem- you know, that's what a metaphor is trying to do is to put an image in your head, uh, a picture for you of something that might be a little abstract, such such as somebody else's memory. <laughs> right, 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 certainly. <laughs> I wasn't pointing at anything. My, uh, okay. <laughs> my I'm, hand flew up in the air I'm and so Bill literal, was looking I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> what's she we, pointing at? We've got to get these. We've got to get these uh, cameras up. You know, it'll be interesting. But yeah, you know, a pocket full could mean a um, in my brain. You know, uh, pockets of memories that I've yeah. tucked away here and there that 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 resurface. Yeah, um, there are different places in the brain, aren't they, where different types of certainly. memories are are stored. So we could think about those as pockets. So I mean, we're not neuroscientists. We can do that. And oftentimes, <laughs> road trips. Um, do elicit when you're alone driving along. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of time to think and look around, and uh, there's a lot of uh, memories that that occur during a trip. Yeah, uh, I find it really kind of relaxing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you're not from around here, where we are in northeastern Oklahoma, the little town of Locust Grove, uh, Tahlequah is a a would you call it a city? It's not really a city. It's a nice size. It's col- a bigger town. It's than a nice us. size college town. <laughs> it's a college town. Mm-hmm. Northeastern State University's there. It's about thirty miles south of us. It's the seat of the Cherokee Nation. So. Yeah, it's got a rich uh, uh, indigenous cultural mm-hmm. uh, nature to it. Tahlequah. I bl- Tahlequah, I assume, is a Cherokee word. Yes. Okay. Uh, and that's. You know, it should be a spelling bee word, in my opinion, but it's it's a beautiful name. We're recording right now, and it's their, uh, the Cherokee National Holiday this weekend, September. I imagine they'll have third, lots of crafts fourth. and, yeah. you know, uh, drum circles and so yep. forth. Yeah. Yeah. So she's she's on her way from somewhere uh, through Locust Grove, stopped at the museum, and is on her way to Tahlequah. And it's just very appealing from the beginning, especially that alliteration of the first line of the D's down the dusty red dirt Roads and then also the R's, the red dirt roads forgotten in the rush. Yeah, it just has a has a wonderful sound to it. You want you're you're drawn in. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that alliteration does, even if you're not aware of it. You know, you're not aware that that's the technique that's being used. It's pulling you in. Yeah, because the sounds are so. I had compelling. not noticed that down dusty dirt. Mm-hmm. Yes, and um, the dirt roads. Uh, as many are the side roads are the roads less taken, forgotten in the rush. Yes, Mr. And the busy. Frost. Yes, <laughs> yes. You know, take the road less traveled. You'll always be happy. You know, you'll see something. 
Unless you're killed by a serial oh, killer. Oh, that's true. Well, as, as true crime confidential <laughs> mentions here. I always think about those things. Yes, <laughs> yes. That's a good choice. Unless. Unless. <laughs> unless. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> I also uh, like in the third line. So I said the first two. And so down these d- dusty red dirt roads, forgotten in the rush and the busy. And the busy. I like how that is said. And I knew that's a technique. When you take something, like in this case, it's an adjective, and you use it as a noun. Mm-hmm. I knew there was a term for that, and I didn't know what it was, I, so I looked it up. Mm-hmm. It's called anthemaria. Ooh. Yeah. That's a pretty name. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Mm-hmm. But it mean, it's from the Greek. It means – well, the anti means against, and uh, the other part of the word meros means part. Um, so it's when you take one part of speech and you use it as another and their example, I'm looking, I think I just got this on Wikipedia. Their example was the little old lady turtled along the road. I have never heard of that. Have you? I've not heard turtled. Turtle as a verb? I've not heard of her. I'm not hurdle turtle. I haven't heard of turtle. I thought, well, twister. that's a strange example. I've never heard of that. But yeah. I like the idea of, you know, forgotten in the rush and the busy, you mm-hmm. know, because that, that's so true. I mean, people's lives get taken over by. The busy. The busy. So it's neat. The highways where you almost lose your life trying to get there. (laughs) You know? Yeah, you're right. That's that's a rush. But it is – there's also some examples of of that technique. I really like it. Anthemeria. The noun book, you know, let's book a flight. Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. didn't used to be used like that. And here's some other ones, though, that were weird that were mentioned. Um, Other nouns as verbs. I can keyboard that for you. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever heard anybody use that phrase? I've not heard keyboard. I've heard Google. Yeah, I can you know, keyboard. Which 10, 15 years ago, they would have been like, Google, are you crazy? What is you know, Googling? And here's the other, another one. We need to scissor expenses. I've never heard of scissor. No. no. This was weird. This was weird, the now examples that, is, they were getting. Are they trying to say cut? Yeah. Trying to cut expenses? Yeah, but I've never heard that I've phrase. never heard scissor. No. I don't, I don't know. Um, there's a few from Shakespeare. I'll unhair thy head. No, scalp your head. Yeah, I'll unhair you. Yeah. And uh, from King Lear, the thunder would not peace, P-E-A-C-E, the thunder would not peace that means at not, my bidding. It would not stop when I called, yeah. asked it to. Oh, would not, it would not bring me peace. I like that one because King Lear, you know, he goes crazy. Mm-hmm. So that would make sense that he's using um, a noun as Ant- a verb. Anthemeria sounds like a uh, warrior queen from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I think someone needs to use that. Yeah. Anth- queen Anthemeria. Oh. What a good character. And then she did this. You know, she uses nouns as verbs and adjectives as nouns. And Yeah, she was literal. Oh, I man. Think, right? You need to, you need to write a story about her, Anthemary. Bill. Uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Copyright. I need Luke to help Copyright me with this. Copyright 2022. Yeah. 20, what year is it? 22. Okay, got it. For, for, for a bit longer. For a bit longer. <laughs> I it is. <clears throat> I, there's something about how 2022 looks. I, I find myself... Having to check. It doesn't look right. I think I'm putting the wrong year down. <laughs> well, you, you've only got three more months to get this correction. I don't know. That's, that's weird. Very, My, very weird. Um, speaking of words that are, are, are not, not used, you know, you, have, you had asked 
people during the, at the convention and uh, uh, posting, I posted it actually, to send you three words and you would come up with a poem. And several of my family members and friends were all over that. <laughs> I think your phone was blowing up actually. Um, but there's a, a three words that, that I loved and I'm going to give them to you and you take your time with it because I've been wanting, not, not today. Take my, not today. take my time on a 30-minute podcast. <laughs> not, not, you'll have to do it today. Okay. There are three words that I love, love, love. The first is skything. Uh-huh. Skiving. S-K- skything. S K Y T H I N G. Um, iridescent and twilight. Huh. I want. I thought. Oh, those are perfect words. What is, I, I what is to, skiving? I happen to know what skiving means because I'm I'm a, I'm a, a, a entomological nerd or you know a, a naturalist nerd. Mm-hmm. It's it's a quick movement. A quick oh. movement. It's any sort of a sudden dash or a flutter or a. You know, just a quick motion or movement or oh. ability to sky through the air, sky through the water, um, skything. I it thought, came I, out of the darkness of the elm trees shading the river, skything across the path trying, that led to, to the iridescent. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna let me finish I'm, my point? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I thought, you're, <laughs> no, I thought someone had okay. a, I thought someone had a knife. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I apologize. No, but. that's all right. Oh, but there's one more thing. I, uh, yeah, I wrote those down. I'll write you a point. Okay, okay. Okay. One other thing I wanted to say about the anthemaria, mm-hmm. because I thought this was kind of funny. This was on literaryterms.net, and I feel like they have to. Up, they need to update their explanation of anthemaria. Because they, they said there's two types, and one's temporary. And temporary is popular or trendy, but does not become a permanent part of the language. One example of temporary anthemaria is hashtagging, as it has only just recently emerged and may or may not last very long. You know, that's true, because it may not be a technology that is in the future, hashtagging. But that true. phrase is used all the time. All that the time. word is used all the time. So I thought, I don't think that's temporary. It probably is not temporary when they yeah. enter it into Wikipedia definition. Yeah. Like, okay, we, we've entered this now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, right. anyway, yeah, I had, to, I had to throw that one out there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> very cool. Um, back to our – Back to the poem. Uh, our poem, okay. Well, I was going to do something else, but I will – Okay, I'll, <laughs> back to what then? What well, are you going I back wanted, to? I wanted to talk about the convention and how I felt like I was uh, oh, okay. in, in, in a in a class of um, – This was Podcast Movement Podcast down, Movement down 2022 in Dallas. In Dallas uh-huh. And there were terms that I ha- have – I just did not know that I did not know. <laughs> and I, I thought I'm going to write these down. And I was attending lectures, and I wrote down, I wrote down terms that were foreign to me that were, I, I thought I knew, but I didn't really know. <laughs> if I could recite some of them, gamify, reframing, legalpreneur, insertion system, multi-channel management, individual level data, integrate, uh, engagement intel, enterprise uh, level, SSO integration, analytics, uh, distribution, uh, down, download, pundit. Digital footprint, launch, networking, branding, monetize. <laughs> I was out of my element. I'm coming on as a judge early here. I'm, I'm I was just, it was just absolutely overwhelming to me, you know? Yeah, all of that stuff. So guess what I did, Sean? I took those words and I twisted them around into something I could understand. Okay. Here we go. Let's hear it. My podcast mantra, when monetization leads to degradation and branding just isn't landing, the analytics are movie critics, distribution leads to disillusion, and all the pundits refuse to fund it, and networking is chain-jerking. 
change our legalpreneur. Kingdom. Never heard of her. <laughs> Remember to gamify and never lie. Let's have a drink in the lobby. After all, it's just a hobby. <laughs> That's I thought great. I'm going to turn these around. You're not going to. You're not going to uh, <laughs> twist me into a corner. Where I don't know what's going on. So I had a drink in the lobby. <laughs> I need to take a picture of that and uh, and post it. Oh yes. Okay. okay. So don't take off with your little notebook there. All right. That's even your podcast notebook. Isn't it's it? my podcast notebook. It's my podcast notebook. That's what I wrote all those little poems in. Was the podcast notebook? Sure. It is my podcast notebook. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Thank it you. is fun learning new things, and it's overwhelming too. Whenever you uh, just are not familiar with a lot of that stuff they were talking about, and there was lots of contradictions too. There were. Uh, mm-hmm. There were. Which is fine because you know, different people, different podcasts, different takes on things. And I learned that you know our podcast, which will be a year old next month, is uh, an anomaly in the not the fact in the podcast world. In the podcast it world, really is. four to six episodes. Is that correct? That tend to uh, either land or not. Right, and they say if you get to seven, you're, you'll you'll be good. You're going to stick with it. And uh, but most of them don't get to seven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, and, and you know, pretty cool. I think one of my one of the reasons I have had success with this podcast is Sean. I've had no expectations. None. I mean, I, I, yeah. you, you asked me to coast, and I'm like, I don't know, probably not, but okay, I will. <laughs> but then it's like um, uh, fly by the seat of my pants, and it has become uh, – you learn as you go. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Repetition kind of breeds some kind of success. Definitely. And I think that it's a it's a slow burn, but it's a it, it's definite liftoff burn. Um in, in, in other words, people catching on to this. So it's been a, a fun ride with no expectations. That's right. And I'm not in, I wasn't entering into it like a lot of these young people thinking they're going to be a millionaire in a year. Yeah. We didn't go to bless any their, of the monetization no, we did not. sessions, no. did we? No. I mean, we like money, but that's that's not what we're doing this here for. Right. Right. That's <laughs> well, right. That's not what we're doing this that's here for. And ain't, ain't no way. <laughs> But even at one of the seminars, they mentioned when you happen to have several sponsors and you're obligated to these sponsors, it puts a new level of pressure and it takes away some of the spontaneity. Not to say we don't want sponsors in the future. If it happens, fine. If not, fine. I hope it does happen. But, um, you know, I think it's still a a great uh, offshoot of the museum. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a, a, a it's fun a, it's a fun hobby for me, being as I've stepped out of the work world, you know, mm-hmm. probably permanently. Mm-hmm. Yes, so yeah, it's a treasure in of itself. Agreed. It back is to a, the poem about back to treasure. the poem. Back to the poem. Yeah, yeah. Do you know that some people are really treasures, Bill? Um. Thank you, Sean. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I didn't you, expecting that. You just want to bury them. <laughs> Back to the killing me. What is this? You know, we're talking about the stranger with the knife at the end of the road and burying me. And and, and, and my three words were coming into like there's a something coming out of the elm tree no, to, to get to you. I had to give you some jokes about treasure. Oh, okay, okay. Do you, do you know where modern pirates stored their treasure? Uh, probably the refrigerator. An archive. <laughs> archive. 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 <laughs> <laughs> no. And do you know which pirates with... dig up the treasure? Which oh. pirates dig up treasure? I know that 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 uh, pig leg has a problem, right? Uh. Archaeologist. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Hook has got a big problem. Bless his heart. Bless his arg. Well, I mean, this is con- why do pirates bury their treasure 18 inches under the ground? Uh, 
to get below the frost line so they can, I don't know. Because booty is only shin deep. (laughs) (laughs) It's a big booty. Okay, I'll stop. (laughs) That's funny. Oh, goodness. But I love the word treasure, and I like that it's in this poem. Yeah, yeah. And I appreciate this poem. And like I said, I think I know who wrote it, but I'm not sure. Well, whoever wrote it may contact you and say, oh, probably. I, I, I hope they're listening. I, I do too. And mm-hmm. uh, can say, I, I, I authored that. Thank you for yeah for uh, uh, playing it. All right. And so it seems to be it's about that time in our episode, Bill. Oh. Poetry court. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna start singing along with it, so I can I can do uh, double your uh, voice. Poetry You're backing court. Yourself. <laughs> oh, here we go. Bill Bill's gonna work on that intro. He says he wants to make that better. I do. I'm, I'm gonna, you know, because that was very spontaneous. And I think I can do better. You know, I just put a little effort into it. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Before we continue, I forgot. I was gonna say this because. Um, the intro to this episode is me playing my little toy organ, Scar- oh. Scarborough Fair. Oh, cool. Um, and it, it just made me, her poem made me think about that song because, you know, remember me, the one who lives there. She once was a true love of yeah, mine. Yeah, I yes. just have these memories of listening to that song, riding around on my bicycle on transistor radio, hearing that song on playing all well, you, the time. You know, when you get the movie rights to your novel and you can request the music that would be a cool thing as she's pedaling along with your flower basket Uh through the little town I Uh think it would be kind of cool Judge Sean Perkins now residing now residing in uh, in poetry court here we are in the the um, the northeastern district of Oklahoma, this area of uh, of poetry court in in Locust Grove, and before us is this poem called "Cheesy Reality," being represented by def- uh, the attorney Bill Guthrie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm. And so I will go ahead as Judge Prosecutor Sean Perkins. I will go ahead and and point out that the charge before the mm-hmm. defendant today is burglary. Burglary. Mm-hmm. Um, which is unauthorized breaking and entry into a building or occupied structure with the intent to commit a crime inside. And I will explain after the audience has unfortunately heard this point. <laughs> unfortunately. Shall I, shall I unfortunately read it? <laughs> yes, because yes, you have to defend I'll it, defend so it. you might as well read it. Okay. Cheesy reality. It was nothing like the movies. No cheesy pickup line. No accidental touch of hands. Not even and intense gazing. Yet no movie or book can describe it, the moment when you notice things. First, the tone of his voice. Second, the nonsensical gestures he makes. These may be stupid and odd, but in that moment when two friends seriously talk and suddenly look into each other's eyes, will you realize that, shoot, you like him. I can't believe we've used half a minute of our time oh, in, just... in this court to actually listen listen to that. The defense is now. Wait a minute. Oh, oh. I thought you asked. <laughs> the prosecution Your Honor. goes I, first. I, I, I apologize. Prosecution apologies. goes Certainly. first. Okay. Okay. So, uh, but the judge Perkins needs to explain that this is burglary because the the whoever wrote this, I'm not even going to call him a poet. They broke into a website. They occupied the internet with the content with the intent to commit this atrocity upon the innocent public. Okay? So this is burglary in the first degree. Use of a deadly weapon, abstraction. There's not a single thing in this poem that a person can, uh, you know, grab onto. And uh, there's an aggravating factor here. There's lack of punctuation and imagery. 
and um, we'll get to the penalty phase later. But this is uh, the title is atrocious. The punctuation mayhem is happening all over the place. There's no commas, but for some bizarre reason, there's a semicolon at the end of one of these lines. And what is the point of the word two in that one line? When two friends, what's the point of putting that in quotation marks? Under, Your Honor, Wait, under, I, I'm not finished with um, the prosecution's apologies. case. Okay. <laughs> this poem is masquerading as a joke, or a joke masquerading as a poem, I can't tell. All right, prosecution rest. Your Honor, I would like to present the fact that... Uh, no, there are no facts in this poem. Okay, I would like to present the opinion that the author had non-malicious intent with writing this poem. The intent was purely... Uh, uh, benign. The intent was to attempt to convey a universal experience to young people who, who did not have prior experience in this realm. <laughs> and I feel like that I, um, I, this is a, truly a non-malicious intent. I feel like that uh, um, it is unrealistic to assume that young people are going to have experiences like this, and this gives some sort of a gauge or a guideline for when experiences like this do occur. What actually experience are you talking about? I'm talking Your about, defense is abstract as uh, the uh, poem is. Abstract. Um, I'm talking about the uh, infatuation or the, the feelings of uh, attachment from one person to another, which are often those, abstract. Those are some fancy $10 words they're, there, they're, infatuation. Yes, Your Honor. I understand. I, I did, I I did go to Harvard. I got my degree from Harvard or from Larvard, Lardard, whatever. <laughs> So <laughs> whatever you'd like to call it. How many times did it take you to, to pass the bar? Six or seven. <laughs> you know, it, it depends on whether they were having a happy hour. <laughs> I'd like to cross-examine here because I would like to understand where, which po line anywhere in this poem is poetic. Um, I think accidental touching of hands. Actually, no, no, no. The moment when you first notice things. I think can be construed as poetic. In in what universe? I think in the in, in the in the literature literary universe. Wrong. Well, I think that <laughs> your opinion might be subjective, Your Honor. Respectfully, um, I do feel like that it, um, I could give content um, about what is unrealistic. When adulthood is entered, you're not going to be using this, but but prior to adulthood, you're going to need some sort of a guide like this. To realize that you're not alone in the way that you feel and the fringes of society. I, and therefore it holds merit in that regard. I pitied a fool who was going to use this piece of crap poem to guide them through life. Well, shoot. You're seriously well, shoot. stating that as your case? Well, shoot. Well, shoot. I like this poem. <laughs> shoot. I, I, I feel like that it's, it could be in an episode of The Bachelorette as part of the dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> Which and, is, and, uh, is such an inspiration to so many young that women. That would be an aggra aggravating factor in this case. I, I, so I, I, I think you well, should probably me, try something Let else. me remove that. Uh, <laughs> let, let me, uh, you know, uh, remove that uh, uh, that uh, example, please. Um, but I do think that there is a universal appeal in this, in that it most people have undergone infatuation, and this gives them some sort of a visual guide. And a, What's uh, visual about it? Um, the gazing into each other's eyes, the uh, um, <laughs> gestures. Um, what kind of gesture? A nonsensical, 
nonsensical <laughs> gestures. I don't know what a nonsensical gesture looks like. Oh, I think it's both reaching for the popcorn at the same time and touching hands and pulling back. And uh, okay, well, but that is evidence not uh, you know oh, admitted okay. in. It's oh. not in the poem. Oh, I, I, I guess I'm inferring. I apologize. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I just feel like, again, this is non-malicious intent. Therefore, I think that nothing was meant to be stolen. So I think burglary needs to be revoked. Okay. Well, we'll let the audience decide on this. I think the penalty ought to be that we commission a real poet to write an appropriate poem on this theme and Uh, uh, discuss it with this anonymous poet. The defense does not disagree. Let them see the error of their ways. Yeah. The defense does not disagree. I would like anyone listening to to commit the crime of trying to correct this. How about that? (laughs) That'd be cool. Court is adjourned. Ah, here we go. <laughs> I think it was a. I think it's a draw. You you and thought the, you thought that out pretty good. You know? Oh, I was. I you was made thinking, some points. I was thinking. Hmm. Yeah. How can I counter it? Because what I think is coming. This poem is you know? ridiculous. So I oh. can't believe somebody spent the time to type that out and put it put it on a website. Well, I think someone actually had an experience and put it on paper. Inco- you know, it's like yeah. in, sort of incoherently. Yeah, but it it's, should just be in a diary. In a diary, yeah, you know, a twelve-year-old could. This would be an appropriate twelve-year-old entry. Yeah, yeah. It's twelve-year-olds not, entry. It's not for the public. Not, no public don't, consumption. Don't no. hoist, foist that. Yeah. This no foisting. Of, no foisting this type of poem upon us. No. No foisting. <laughs> Except we use it here in poetry. You court. foist the. Uh, so, yeah. folks, um, what we'd like you to do is decide if the prosecution or defense won uh, won this case. Defense won. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. No subliminal, and, subliminal. Um, and I've been working on the our website, wackypoemlife.com, a little bit, and we're going to be posting each episode since the last one on its own little blog post page. So it's really easy. If you go there, you can comment on this actual episode. And uh, if that's where you're listening from right now, please just scroll down and post your choice. Yeah. Show yeah, show us your interest and thank you for ahead of time for winning, yeah. allowing me to win. That, or just com- <laughs> comment on anything you want want to too. It doesn't have to be just about this court case, and uh, but we we love doing them. Oh, and, we do, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if Bill likes them as much I'm as I do. I'm nervous about them. <laughs> Sean, you enjoy this too much, you know. I've got gavel marks on my knuckles, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate y'all being with us, and uh, we covered a lot of stuff we in this episode. We did cover. Yeah, stick and, with us, guys. Uh, yeah, um, share us anywhere you share things out there in the world, or even through word of mouth, you yeah. know, not just online. And uh, um, we'll see you next time. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.